Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Frank Wolf. Roger Weiss, Rich Sanders, and the rest of the West Seneca West State Champions in studio. That's what we're all about today, celebrating uh, West Seneca's uh, amazing run to the state title. And uh, we'll talk with uh, Coach Mike Vistola, Justin Johnson, uh, Brian Ball, and Brad Claycomb in just a little bit. Good morning, guys. Morning, y'all. Morning, Tones. Feeling better, Frank? Nope. Me either. I'm sick as a dog right now. <laughs> you guys got to shake this thing off, man. I think it has directly cor- cor- oh correlation correlated to your health and what you're eating. No. Yes, 100%. No. 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 The I ate, contest. I ate well this year. All that stuff. <laughs> I didn't have spaghetti parm this week. You're getting somewhere. You're, you're, I did have spaghetti, but not parm. You can't have spaghetti with a parm tone. I wanted to, but uh, I was lazy. I didn't feel like cooking. Uh, so... It's, no, it's my daughter's fault. She came home from school and was kind enough to share her cold with uh, with her mother and myself. I had the same thing two weeks ago. Oh, it was so much fun. And I was going through my Facebook memories. Oh, look, I was sick on this day how many years ago? That was from <laughs> Nicholas. The kids, they just keep <clears throat> on giving. They keep records of your sick days and Facebook. It was a post. It's uh, this day in your no, history. No, Rod, Rod, no, no. They don't keep records of What do you post? It's what you post. <sighs> So I had posted that several years ago. And then they wonder why I don't get involved with Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can stay off. We'll, we'll keep you right. Well, we'll no, what, informed, 90% right? of the stuff that people put on Facebook, I have one question. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Right, some right, of, uh, who cares emoji? Scrolling. Some of the stuff that's on there, are you serious? My wife shows me this, and then I see the stuff around it. I says, leave me alone. Get like off the ones my that say, lawn. I just woke up. Yeah. Get off I my just lawn. got out of bed. <laughs> I'm not. I'm wearing pajamas all day. Thank you very much for sharing that. I information. just switched from the Today Show to Good Morning America. Like everybody out there reading that cares. Yeah. No, I hear you on that, Roger. You're absolutely right. All right, guys. Let's get to news and notes. I do want to uh, start this off with uh, private uh, versus public winter classic going on at Wilson High School today. Will North is going to take on Sacred Heart. Mount Mercy will play Lancaster. Lockport will take on Nichols. And host team Wilson will face Narden. That should be a good uh, tournament, Raj. Yeah, starts at noon, and the uh, final game with the host Wilson's at 445. So it should be over by 7 o'clock for you uh, girls basketball junkies going out there. And you should beat whatever weather we have. I hear if we do have not-so-great weather, it won't be until late tonight. So... It should be, uh, like I say, for you uh, 
Girls basketball junkies, especially the ones in the North Towns, that's the place to be today. Absolutely. And uh, for you boys basketball junkies, the Cataract, Bas Cataract Basketball uh, Classic continues today. They had three games last night. Today we have Medina taking on Nichols at noon. At 1.30, Franklinville against Niagara Catholic. At 3 o'clock, Amherst versus Buffalo East. At 4.30, Wilson versus Grand Island. 6 o'clock, Williamsville North versus Monroe. And at uh, 7.30, Niagara Falls against Park School. That's going to be a nice game. Exactly. Section 6 had their Hall of Fame dinner last night. as their fourth annual Hall of Fame dinner. It was out in Elma. Class of 2017 welcomed 12 new members. Uh, New York State Public High School had announced all of their scholar athletes and teams from across Section 6. Um, West Seneca West, looks like they had 14 from their football team alone. Good job, guys. Thank you very much. Did you know that? Uh, we didn't know that. <laughs> you, do now. you know now. You, you know now. Yeah, um, right. Start point at 18, though. Just saying. Well, we know how that north went. Boys soccer, East Aurora... East Aurora's Bryce Schlitz, I hope I pronounced that right, named the 2017 All-America Boys Team. Jeremiah Sanders, a 2017 Trench Trophy, was awarded this past Wednesday. South Park's Tim Delaney is hosting a series of coaches' roundtables at the school beginning January That's 2nd. That's going to be good. Yeah, details on the Facebook page, Girls Hockey. Uh, Katie Knoll, uh, forward from Nichols, is going to be named, has been named to the 2018 U.S. World Junior Team. They're going to be leaving for Russia in just a couple of days. And a lot of boys' wrestling tournaments going on. Cheektowaga, Depew, Pioneer, Portville, Clarence, Springville. Girls Fed Hockey, three stars of the week. Charlie Rondo from Cash, number one. Rose Quattro, number two. And Maggie Spice of the Flop, number three. Bill Pavone is going to be here in studio on December 30th when we do our girls' hockey show. Is he bringing ice cream? I hope. See, there you go with food again, Tom. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just an automatic Yogurt. reflex. Boys Fed Hockey, West Seneca East had their banner raising last night. They beat Will Self 4-1. Five games today, uh, Fort Northtown, one at Dwyer. Three stars were, I'm going to go with all of Sweet Home. Uh, Mike Lisman had a, uh, he's only letting one goal in three games. He's doing really good. Uh, Chase Woods, a goal and two assists and wins over Clarence and Timon And Evan Kumpf, third star, Willie's goalie, had 20 saves and a 3-1 win over Grand Island. There's a Frontier looking for. Uh, frontier football coach position yeah. is open. Just, just throw saying, that out there Just throw it out there, interested. Richie. Good luck with that. I, um. <laughs> I, uh, I don't really know how to say it. Well, uh, a friend of mine, Rodney McKissick, passed away. He used to be a reporter for the Buffalo News. Covered a lot of high school. Um, covered me. I wrote a great article about my brother. Um, when he covered UB and the Bills, he passed away on the first. Um, he wasn't even 50 years old. No, was it was very sudden and just a tragic situation. It really is. It's uh, so sad. And, again, our thoughts and prayers uh, to the family. Raj, you had... Yeah, um, I have a couple sad things uh, to uh, notice in today's paper. George Killian passed away. He was 93 years old. He goes back to the mid-50s. He was a basketball coach at Erie County Technical Institute, which was the predecessor to Erie Community College. He was coached from there until the late 60s when after he was instrumental in organizing the National Junior College Athletics Association and later for years became their executive director. He passed away at the age of 93. reason I bring that up, for any of you athletes out there, past, present, and future, who have 
any uh, aspirations to end up at Erie Community College, say a prayer and a thank you to George Killian because athletics at the junior college level would not be what they are today were it not for George Killian. And, of course, the every other thing uh, real sad to all of us, this is the second anniversary, believe it or not, of the passing of uh, Daryl Gustaville, oh, uh, our wow. buddy Milt, uh, Trench Trophy. I don't know how the Trench Trophy survived without him. We have. And uh, I want to read you an email that uh, Ed Sierra sent me after the dinner. What happened the other night at the dinner, as soon as it was over, I got out of there because I wanted to get to the uh, – Girls out pastor at uh, Damon College, so he missed this. So he sent uh, me this email. He says, hi, Roger. I thought you might like this little tidbit. While looking through some old reports, we discovered it was good old Milt who turned us on to Jeremy Sanders in 2015. Wow. He was a tremendous guy. He was a good friend. Uh, I was, my life was better for knowing him. It's just odd that uh, every time I hear about Arizona State, because uh, Daryl went to Arizona State, I don't think there's a bigger supporter of uh, of Arizona State out there. And Herm Edwards being named the head coach there uh, it goes <clears throat> in my mind like, I wonder how uh, Daryl would have uh, taken that, what, what his thoughts would have been on that. And incidentally, he would have been so proud because our guest speaker, one of four guest speakers actually the other night at the trench was, Jesse Jesenowski, if you can believe it, it's been 12 years since he won Come the Trench on. Trophy. Not Mooch now. You're not thinking of his younger oh, brother with, okay. who uh, went head-to-head with Chrisman from right, Sweet Home. His older brother, Jesse, was the Trench Trophy winner the first year I was involved. Jesse was one of the guest speakers the other night. Milt would have been so proud. Yeah, Iroquois graduate. Yeah, he would. Uh, mm-hmm. We miss him. Miss him a lot. Uh, is that it for news and notes, buddy? All right. I got one more tone. Switching gears a little bit. Um, tomorrow, we are going to get honored uh, at the Bills game. That's right. They're going to bring us on the field. Um, so, Yeah, and uh, we want to thank the Bills for uh, having us out there. They gave us a, a ton of tickets. All our guys and their family and friends are able to make it. And are so, you guys uh, going to have to shovel? <laughs> <laughs> are they going to make you come out there they and might. shovel? They might. <laughs> they didn't ask for that yet. But. <laughs> There's always ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations on that. That's going to be exciting. Uh, you think about, uh, you know, you guys played there, obviously, uh, to move on, but to go there at, at, while the Bills are, are playing, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's going to be a fun experience tomorrow. So you go out before the game or at halftime? It's going to be right after the first quarter. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch the first quarter of the game in the tunnel. So, you know, be careful second, what uh, you eat tomorrow morning. They might uh, recruit you by halftime. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you stretch before going out there. You guys got to eat a little bit. First. Yeah. Uh, Coach uh, Mike Vestola, uh, congratulations, first of all. Class A state champions. Uh, I guess we got to kind of take it back to last summer. You know, you're gearing up. You're getting ready uh, for the upcoming season. And then you find out you're getting a couple of transfers coming to your program. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts at that time? Well, we were preparing starting last December, you know. So it, it we were pretty far along in our preparations and, and, and things like that. And then um, – you know, we you guys start coming around and saying, "Hey, you know, we're look, we're looking to come back," and uh, then it became right. Well, where can we put these guys, and 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 how much better are we going to get now? Um, and how can we acclimate them to everything that we've been doing? So, um, pretty exciting times for for everybody involved. You know, um, 
I mean, does it throw? You know, obviously you're you're bringing in quality players, and unfortunately, somebody that was uh, that was on your depth chart, uh, you know, before they arrived, to suddenly mm-hmm. move down. Uh, that has to be tough on a coach when when you're looking at that situation because it's probably somebody that's worked very hard, but uh, you can't say no to the talent. Well, as our you know our seniors understood that you know with Justin and Matt coming by, um, their chances for victory got that much better you know and not a single guy in our program doesn't want to win so you know that takes that takes precedence over everything else did it provide a spark for some of the other guys uh you know wow this is exciting you know we got this brand new christmas gift let's open it up and get to work yeah you can ask these guys two things became real you know now the pressure is now the realization is we're winning you know and we're going to do whatever it takes so um and you know some of those guys can talk to you about it but um we're going to get their get their opinion in just a yeah. bit. So you guys are starting practice, and you're looking mm-hmm. over everything as the head coach does. And uh, at any point, did you start to giggle to yourself, like, "Oh my, look what we have"? Yeah, uh, <laughs> and the, you know, at the very end of the day, because other than that, you're trying to push them to right. better and get everybody acclimated on the same page, which took some time. But um, you, you just, I don't think coaches in the moment get a chance to sit back and reflect. You're always worried about what the next thing that you got to work on is. So not a lot of laughing and, and playing around. Yeah, but still, still as, serious, a, yeah. as a coach, your wheels are always turning. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And you're always thinking, well, we could do this, we could do that. And, I mean, we really didn't know what we had on paper. You know, against each other, we, you know, mm-hmm. we looked good or felt good. But then, I mean, with us being coaches, there's a level of perfection that we try to attain. So it's not to the point where it's like wow that was really good it's always there's always something that we're looking to Mm -hmm. increase or change or you know tweak or something so it was never a feeling of man we're definitely going to win states you know anthony not only that you know what you got to take into consideration and i don't think they get enough credit and i don't think class a south gets enough credit which if People weren't convinced after the quarterfinals when Class A South swept Class A North. Having said that, going into the season with the other three teams being East, Iroquois, South Park, and you know what? I think if McKinley was in uh, Class A North, and I still haven't figured out this geographical stuff, how does McKinley end up in the South? That's beyond me, but that's for another day. Uh, they Ken, obviously were Ken Stoll to worry about. They, south they of Grand obvious, Island. <laughs> yeah, south of the North Pole too, right? Yeah. But as good as they are, this is how strong uh, the schedule you'd be facing going in. Yes, you did. as it turned out, you didn't have to play a regular game against South Park, but still... You guys were in a position where you not, could not afford to stumble, you know, have a hiccup, whatever you want to call it, because, let's face it, McKinley was on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. And so that's another thing that I'm sure had to come into play. So, no, they had to, you know, take it a week at a time, which is what they did, and uh, they had a good non-league game mode schedule. That was Lackawanna, yeah. right? So Long you didn't beatings. have a yeah. – we were both unbeaten at the time. Yes. They were, they were uh, so guys. you didn't have a slouch schedule by any stretch no, no, of they, the imagination. They had to earn it each and every week. But the thing is, is you know, as a coach, okay, after your uh, scrimmage week and you've got something on film and you're looking and and you're like, I, I mean, I, I, you can tell me how you felt. I think we were after the scrimmage. We were both like, this is not good enough. This oh, really? Enough. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We scrimmaged against Star Point, Clarence, and Lancaster, and it. 
wasn't where we wanted it to be at all. Mm -hmm. Defensively, I know we weren't even close. Mm -hmm. Well, so. even your scrimmage wasn't against any of the slouch teams. Oh, that's Lancaster best, best especially. Uh, York, Clarence yeah. at the end of the year, yeah. they mm -hmm. did a number on Orchard Park in the, uh, uh, what do you call it, to win the Funky Bowl. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I don't know if you guys, you guys were in the 7-on-7, seven seven, weren't you, out at uh, Lancaster earlier? Yeah, we played in one of them, yeah. Yeah, so uh, they were prepped from literally <clears> what, uh, late July, early August, whenever that 7-on-7 seven mm -hmm. seven took place. Seems to me it was late July, but don't hold it was, me to it that. It was late July, yeah. And there's never, there's never. This is an imperfect game. There's always things to work on. You know, we can. I watched the state championship game and cringe at mistakes we were making and plays we missed and plays we left on the field. You know, you're always working for that. It's but they're high school kids, and every day is a different challenge. I cringe when uh, number three made that catch uh, late in the second half and held onto the ball. He catches the ball, and the guy hits him, what, right in the small of the back? Yeah, he oh, took about three my shots God. like that. In, uh, we had snow out in North weeks. Boston, so the last couple of days I finally got to watch the replay of the Maple Grove game as well as the West Seneca game. So this is fresh in my mind. Uh, my back still hurts from that hit that poor kid took. You asked one thing about the changes of um, when the guys came over. I, there was really, I think, only one – major change that happened um, with Liam Shire and a little funny tidbit Liam actually was wearing number 10 mm -hmm. before so Matt and him had to kind of work out you know switching numbers but if you see the transition Liam completely <clears throat> dove in and bought into being a defensive end full-time and I mean it excelled and I mean look what he was able to do this season you know yeah he was in, I mean that not only made our offense better but our defense became that much better with an edge player like like Liam as a sophomore, his size and his athletic ability That's uh, huge. was really a difference maker on our defense. Sure. And we got that much better. But again, like like Rich said, we had to you know, we had to walk before we could run this season and, and even in our scrimmage we we, you know, were unsure. We had a lot of guys we had to move around and that went week to week. You know, we had to get the best guys against our opponent on the field and, and guys really grew into some roles this year. You know, I, we looked at our linebackers before the season and said, I don't know what we got here. And eventually, you know, we got a lot out of some of our seniors. Uh, Nick Knowles and Dylan Kasich played out of their minds, you know, for, for what they're capable of, mm -hmm. you know, and, and real great role players up and down our roster. So, uh, you know, real proud of all of them uh, for, for their dedication and, and getting better every day. Chemistry plays such a big part in uh, football. You could have all the talent in the world. If you don't have chemistry, you're really not going to win. Is there anything that you guys did as a, as a staff uh, to promote chemistry with the team? Yeah, we, we focused a lot on that. Our goal was to get everybody to overachieve uh, as a unit, as a team. So we built some core values in uh, this year, what made it, what, what was a West football player in our eyes, and what do we want opponents to think of us after they played us. So um, we harped on that every day. You know, but we really worked on building a culture of accountability and uh, and overachievement and you know whether it was um, every day in practice working on getting to know each other a little bit better at the end uh, or whether it's the team dinners that our parents put on for them uh, you know these kids ate like kings the night before a game um, and they spent a lot of time together and um, you know whether bringing them in on Saturday mornings for film and donuts and swim you know, pool workout. Um, they spent a lot of time together, and they came together and and played for each other, which is, uh, I think, the ultimate hallmark of a of a championship team. What are some of the uh, the early on struggles that you felt you had to overcome? Uh, playbook, 
getting everybody yeah. on the same page as far as well again the place. We, yeah we start you know we start doing things working out in in january and we've got clinics and we've got camps and we've got team camps and getting mad up to speed on on playbook to catch them up with everybody else you know and and utilizing justin and, and getting you know where are we going to play him and what positions what can he do for us and uh you know, it, there's so those challenges, and then just you know, again, Matt had to build some bridges, uh, coming back to the, that senior class, you know, and he knew that, and he reached out, and and again, our seniors wanted to win, saying we're much better with Matt here. So you know, a lot of challenges um, that every team faces, um, but um, you know, we overcame them pretty quick. You know, I, I think part of that. W- building of the team was a gradual build throughout the season as far as the belief of the guys and because the foundation was there um at west seneca west already and then this year it just the added pieces became i guess the full equation to what it was supposed to be or what it could have been at full potential you know um but the work that was put in along the way was already built on the foundation and it was solid. The kids so, put in the work. Right. They went and they tri- exactly. they did the weight room. They did the running. Exactly. exactly. I mean, I I was so happy with what I had as far as coachable kids, as far as being able to have, you know, great organization and, you know, almost a college-like atmosphere as far as process going through it. And um, the kids just gel together, man. And, and week by week they start to believe and you could tell they would look at each other. And I think the pivotal moment we all could probably agree about this was at the Ralph when uh, Josh Carmazan intercepted the ball, took it to the house. It was like we were just down 12 <clears throat> points five minutes ago. And the kids, for a split second, started to put their heads down. And then all of a sudden something just turned. And that was the catalyst to once we won that and that happened, it was like, you could just write it write it down. It was going to happen all the way. What people don't realize is, you know, football is such an emotional game, and you have to be able to control those emotions. And uh, credit goes to you guys as a coaching staff to being able to uh, deal with that. It, it doesn't take much to set off uh, beefs within a team where kids are going at each other verbally. In some schools, it's been uh, physical uh, going at, and I just cringe when I hear about that stuff. And you guys are able to keep, you know, had the right plan in place to build that chemistry. And I think kudos to you guys as a coaching staff. It helps when you don't turn the ball over. Hey, that <laughs> helps. <too. Yeah. laughs> you know, we're throwing the ball that many times. Matt's only got two picks on the entire year. We only, I think, lost three fumbles. That's amazing. Two of those turnovers were at the Ralph, coming out that third quarter. And both of them were on Myers, and he knew it. And that's, I think, something we talk about is it's always on us. It's what we do. It's not a ref making a bad call. It's not the other team. It's always on us. And I think that mentality at that moment when we go down two touchdowns to South Park on the biggest stage of the year, it's still about us. And, and Matt knew it, and we all knew it. So there wasn't a lot of time to hang our heads. We had another snap to play, and it was based on what are we doing right now and what do we come, you know, Matt comes out and we hit Jesse Broad on a, you know, 40-something yard pass. And, okay, that got us going and gave us some confidence. And then we just did what we do. And, and that's all game stuff. But the culture was allowed to be set for certain things to happen in the games. Because though that culture is set in camp. And then the fruits of it you see in games like that when everything's down and when you need kids to make a play. 
um, I'll talk about the state championship game. We Brian Ball, who's here, and we'll talk in a minute, he'll explain how that big play that he made changed the game for us in the state championship game. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to speak with Brian, uh, Justin, and Brad, uh, get uh, get their take on the year that uh, that just passed. State champions, West Seneca West in studio. We'll be back with more Inside High School Go Sports. West. We're back listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Kelly-Jury along with Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, and we are joined by West Seneca West Class A state champions in studio. Let's get Brian Ball up to the microphone and uh, talk to Brian. Thoughts on the season and just everything that's gone through your mind, basically. I mean, it had to be uh, an amazing journey, let's just put it that way. Yeah, well, I knew we had to play hard through every game, so uh, we just went through the motions with every game, and uh, we knew what we had to do. Were player, uh, were your teammates, you guys pushing each other? Like, okay, we know we have ability, but now let's get, as coach man, we wanted everybody to play uh, above their level. So were guys pushing each other, you know, patting each other, come on, come on, you could do it. You know, if I could do this, you could do this. Yeah, we each expected more from each other throughout every practice, so... Do guys communicate in the off season? Come on, are you getting your workouts in? I meet you in the weight room, things like that. Tony, these these three right here, they play basketball full time, so they're in basketball season right now. So they have to switch from football state championship mode to now basketball. Let's go chase a ring there. Well, we've seen that before. So, so <laughs> I don't know how they're doing it, and I, I don't know cryotherapy, stretching. I don't know icing every night. I don't know how they're doing it. How are you guys doing it? <laughs> uh. Well, we just do a lot of stretching, a lot of, like, yoga, pool workouts and stuff. But that's basically it. It's just from one sport to the next, and we're all happy to do it. I hear you got a pretty good trainer over there. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jess because she always keeps our bodies right and healthy for us to continue playing. People don't realize how important it is. And we talk with Ben Woods uh, from STA Sports Performance when he's in here about the importance of in-season maintenance. And, Rich, you know a lot about that as well. Yeah, Ben, me and Ben um, played together at UB. Um, man, in-season in maintenance is the key to injury prevention and being able to do the things at a high level. These guys here were in the training room all the time, icing, um, getting stem, foam rolling. Jess has every little gadget you could think. I actually um, fractured my tailbone this year, and she was able to help me and give me some advice to, you know, keep myself able to coach at peak right. performance throughout the year. I, I got a question for Glen, uh, Mike Glinsky. Mike, how how are you handling, and is it a big shock to you being a sophomore and being as successful, you know, all Western New York first team? Like, how is that all hitting you right now? Is it surreal? What, what's going on? I was pretty shocked because my first year of football was modified in eighth grade. I mean, I didn't really play much even then. And then sophomore year again, pulled up and just having, having a great season. I was working out all off season, trying to get prepared. Um, I had a trainer make me workout plan, a diet plan. I'm just following that, trying to work out off season and get well, prepared. Well, you look like you're about 30 years old. Like I asked, <laughs> I asked coach when we first when I first saw him, I was like, are "You sure this kid's a sophomore? Like, what is going on here? Who's this assistant coach you brought in?" <laughs> Man, like so. I mean, with with football and hockey, I know you played hockey, you're big into hockey. Mm. Does the success you're having in football overtake what your thoughts are on on hockey, or like how does that work? Um, I mean, I feel like football is my main. Uh, I think I had a better season here, so I was focusing on that more than anything than hockey. 
wasn't going as much. I was just paying attention to football, trying to keep healthy and keep going. Now, you remind me of a friend of mine um, that's not real liked around Buffalo right now um, for a cheap shot he had this weekend. <laughs> but um, <laughs> tell me about those comparisons. Tell me about your your just your whole fun-loving attitude and I mean, carefree, have fun type I'm, situation. Tell me about that. I like to play hard and just I don't like to lose. I'm really competitive, so every chance I get, I like to probably – hit pretty hard and just take it out on other people. Okay. Now, Justin, tell me a little bit about how you handle, I know you're very successful with academics and being successful on the field and on the court as well. Uh, yeah, it could be a lot to handle sometimes, but if you just like stay humble and just keep working hard because you always want to strive to be better, that uh, will keep you down and keep you uh, your feet on the ground. Do you ever feel pressure to, you know, Okay, focus more on football, focus more on school. Like, what's your average right now, actually? Uh, average is around 85. And, uh, yeah, like, it. you think about it a lot, but it's not that bad. Like, if you love doing what you're doing, it's not going to be a lot of pressure. Like, you get pressure when, like, people ask you what do you like more, and then you don't really know what to say. Like, you're just going with whatever works out best for you in life. Right. Well, Rich, how many times have we talked about academics, and, we, and especially with recruiting? You mentioned they're going to look at your grades. Uh, it, it's refreshing when you when we have student athletes in here that understand that I have to get the grades. Yeah, I, I was just talking to a friend of mine that coaches at Princeton, and um, he was asking for some some tape on our guys. And um, you know, the first question he asked: Listen, if the guys don't have over twelve hundred, thirteen hundred on their SRT, and you know, a ninety. I mean, don't even send them to me. And so, I mean, that's Princeton, obviously, but it's the same thing at other schools. Like, I know a couple kids that I've coached that, I mean, they're great athletes, all Western Europe, this and that, this and that, but they're not getting the offers because they don't have the qualifications to get in. And it's it's sad, but that's the reality. You have to do both. You can't just pick one. So many think that uh, that they're just going to make it on their athletic ability. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. No. And so take the message. Take Bless you. Thanks. Take the message <laughs> that you have to work just as hard in the classroom as you do on the field and in the weight room. Yeah, it is college athletics, college first. So you got to get into the college before you can participate. And that's something we're trying to harp with our guys. 85 or better is the bare minimum, right? So, uh, and SAT scores, math and English, you got to really work hard. So uh, it's not for everybody. Do you guys as coaches, you follow the grades, you see how they're doing throughout the season and maybe you have to kick somebody in well, the Mike, pants to uh, – Mike's at the school all day. He's a teacher. so mm-hmm. We have an off-season program. We're going to start our next one, um, probably have a meeting next week. Um, we have an off-season program all year long. They, they draft each other on the teams. We call it our core competition. And so we'll take five guys. You know, Some of these guys in here may be, may be captains and – all year long, we're we're following them. They're they're motivating each other on weight room attendance. On um, we we score them on average, the average for your team. Uh, we score them for, in their classroom average. We score them on fewest amount of detentions, fewest amount of failed classes. Those are all things that they're not allowed to do, and so we're holding them accountable all year long, trying to build that in. So when it comes time, uh, they're ready to go. You know, it's not it's not all just about football and athletics. It's also about being uh, a good member of the community. Is that something that you guys also get into the heads to stay out of trouble? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, be that good uh, role model to the to the rest of the students in the school. Yeah, one of our core values is you're committed. You know, Coach Cantafio, who was you know big time uh, 
part of our program, you know, he always used to say, you know, what the what we're looking for guys that are accountable. You know, be accountable. Uh, that's what we're looking for, the measure of a man, uh, that you're there when you need need to be there. Uh, and that goes for all facets of life, whether they're going to be fathers or husbands or, uh, you know, um, football players. You know, we want that's what we want out of our guys. And one of the things that what I was talking about, the culture that Mike allowed us to, to implement that I, it made a huge difference with the kids was we have things called PIs. And me and Coach Radu were, were the guys that are in charge. We're the enforcers on the staff. So if you messed up um, – you'd have to pay a PI to us, and it's the price of irresponsibility. So it could be anything from, you know, leaving your playbook in, you know, a classroom somewhere where you shouldn't have left it or <laughs> being late to a practice or not coming to a practice or not checking in with coach when, you know, you were supposed to check in. Or it could be in practice just loafing and not caring and going through the motions and not practicing. You get a PI and you have to deal with it. And I think that discipline paid off in those games and those situations where we ask somebody to do something – and they get it done, and that's how we win. I like that. Uh, these three guys in that uh, no, no, that situation you were talking about, that uh, competition where they might mm-hmm. be captains and all that, yeah. these guys don't have to do that during the basketball season, do they? Oh, yeah. If you're on a team, which we encourage, we want our guys competing. So they're on a team. Um, they only have to hit two workouts a week. But they're still, we're still tracking their average. They're still staying out of cl- out of detention. They're still passing all their classes. So we track all of that. And but how does that of, go over with the basketball coach? Well, Coach Randall's got them working out twice a week, so they're all good. And all the, right. co- the basketball yeah. coach is a football coach. So uh, all, I understand that, but still, you know, so there's got to, uh, you know, when we have Mariocker <laughs> or some of these other guys in studio talking about that, you can't overdo it either because that mm-hmm. might be just as detrimental as it would be helpful oh, so and it's, yeah, that's it's, why i question only it kind of surprised me when you said that because all three of these guys do play on the basketball team yeah so they, they because they're on a team in our system they get credit for you know we ask for two, four workouts a week if you're not playing sport if you're on a sport we already count that as two workouts and then they're doing their in-season lifts just like in football we have an in-season program we're not lifting you know m- putting on bulk and we're not striving to max out and stuff like you're that but you're maintaining exactly right. you're, you're you're maintaining what you've built up, and these guys have a basketball in-season workout. We just want to build in that uh, part of our culture that you, you are going to be in the weight room bettering yourself as an athlete and also maintaining and, and preventing injuries. That's the biggest thing. You know, I, I credit our workout program. We only had one guy go down to a major injury, and it was a non-contact uh, knee injury during practice that, um, you know, quite honestly, he probably already had a built-up um you know, weakness in his knee that, that something like that would happen. Um, you know, we only have one major injury all year, and I think it's a lot of injury prevention, flexibility, and mobility that we build into our weight program uh, that guys are, you know, able to maintain their body uh, despite whatever, you know, is put in their path. So, Hey, Coach, uh, one of the things about West Seneca West, especially the last few years, and probably for quite a while, is the Indians were thought of like the doorstep to for other teams. Like, we don't, you know, it's an easy win. And now with the culture change, I mean, really, and going back to that, the only player or athlete I really recognized out of West Seneca West was a bowler. <laughs> um, the last couple of years, you've had a state champion bowler. Yeah, we had some good bowling teams. So, I mean, the football team wasn't looked at as going to be a competitive team. You 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 totally changed the culture this year uh, with Myers coming in. And now, like, your basketball team is off to a pretty good start. And you got a lot of football players that are on the basketball team. Hockey team's off to a really good start. And people are starting to notice 
um, West Seneca Westmore, and I think that's a good thing, and a lot of that goes back to how well this football team played and all these things you have, like PIs, like Rich just said, holding each other accountable and winning, winning. With the formula that they've that yeah. they've of outlined, there's no. It's. Uh, I'm not surprised that they're succeeding. And I it, mean, I think it's what you guys are doing is brilliant. Beyond the football the right field, well, it's beyond the football field. It, so it's. I mean, you guys changed the culture of that school. Nobody's looking at your school anymore as a doormat. And we could get the credit for it, but really, the student athletes have bought into what we're doing and what Mike's mm-hmm. implemented. So it's really mm-hmm. they're accepting because we could. Talk to her blue in the face. Coach as hard as we can. But if they don't buy in and give what they have, then it'll never change. True. And it's, you know, there's a lot of things that go into that as well. We had some real tough seasons, obviously. But we were also, you know, the smallest fish in the biggest pond in AA South, which had, again, it's one thing to go against some real good teams. But when you roll against Orchard Park, then you have Lancaster, then you have Clarence, then you have Jamestown. Uh, yeah, have you know, fun we, with that. <laughs> we would go into games, you know, Talk thinking, about all right, how many guys are going to get hurt this week? You know, uh, it, it was a gauntlet. And, in, you know, so, sometimes uh, – at some point, you know, it was because we dropped down to the vision, which we should have been in probably the whole time, and now we're the bigger fish, you know. And so, you know, and I, and I feel for for teams that are towards the bottom in terms of enrollment because they're struggling like we did up there. But a lot of it has to deal with playing in the right spot and also players, you know. Uh, we have some real good talent and some kids that buy in. And, you know, and there were some years we had good football players, but it goes in cycles. You know, some teams are up, some teams are down. You know, something I give a lot of credit to a program like Orchard Park, which for years was just, um, you know, rolling guys and just reloading. You know, they struggled a little bit this year, uh, and that's just, you know, abnormal. But for us, you know, it comes in cycles. We've had really good teams. It happens about one a de- once a decade for us where we have some real good players, and, they, and, and we're successful. And then sometimes we're down, and that's you know, just how high school sports is. How, uh, how much do you get involved with the youth programs? And communicating with uh, the youth football, you know, especially because these are the kids that they're, they're that's the feeder program that's coming up too. Mm-hmm. Do you get involved with them? You know, be, being the third year, I, I have contacted some of those guys and I know some of their coaches. Uh, we haven't had a chance to come out and do clinics or anything like that. But um, you know, for instance, we're I've got twenty five little loop guys coming out to the game with us tomorrow at the Bills game. We had some tickets left over, so you know, I. I I've offered my support and tried to coordinate some things that didn't work out with our coaches, but um, obviously they're laying the foundation, and so that we continue to try to manage that, that, that relationship a little bit more. That's something that I've been preaching for years: mm-hmm. the importance of of uh, a partnership between the high school and the little league team. What, Regardless of sport, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's very important. Some high schools elect to have nothing to do with uh, their little leagues, and it shows when you look at their records. Uh, it, it's very important. You have to have that partnership. It's it's funny that you said that because when Justin was playing Little Loop, I used to go out there practices and help, and I would see Liam, I would see Matt, and um, Kyle, uh, Jesse, yeah. Jesse Haddock would be there, and it's like, now I see them as almost grown men. I almost didn't recognize, like Liam, I didn't even recognize him when I first saw him. But that partnership, yeah, is great because those uh, athletes at that age get familiar with people and see your face, understand, you know, hey, that's the, that's the big boys. We want to go play there one year. So that partnership is growing and, and coaches doing, you know, the right thing, I think, with the outreach today or for tomorrow, bring those uh, young athletes out. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll have more uh, West Seneca West talk with the guys. And don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday is up next. We'll have more. WGR Sports Radio 550.
We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Celebrating Class A state champion, West Seneca West. Unbelievable season. And we don't have much time, so I do want to go to the phones right away and say good morning to Kevin O'Neill from Channel 2. Good morning, Kev. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. It's just it's so it's it's just so great to hear uh, these guys on the radio, and I just wanted to tell all of them that uh, you know it's the, the pride in the school is way beyond the building. That you know if you do the math, you guys graduate hundreds of people every year, and the school's been around so long that geez, there's probably tens of thousands of or you know of grads walking around Western New York and walking around the country right now that feel so much pride in their school. You know, and even when you graduate. The rest of your life, you're gonna, you're always gonna follow the school and always have pride in the school and keep track of how they're doing. And I just want to let them know that me and West Seneca West alums uh, all throughout Western New York feel so much pride in our school, and I want to thank them for everything and all the hard work they're doing. And it looks like the foundation is being built for future success in multiple sports, and it just makes me so proud. And and that's all I wanted to say. Thanks very much, Kat. Uh, I know they appreciate it, uh, Kevin O'Neill, proud alum. Uh, of course, uh, you guys know him from Channel 2, the Y guy. Does a great job. Yeah, uh, my wife, excuse me, Coach, right. my wife is a 1967 graduate of West Seneca, yes. period. Yeah, not West, not East. She graduated 1967 and uh, 66 football season, her senior year. They were one of ECIC's best. I don't know if you're familiar with the name Mike Ernst, the oh, late yeah. Mike Ernst, mm-hmm. who just passed away within the last year. He was a sight to behold. So, yeah, my uh, wife, I was at the uh, Carrier Dome, but uh, she was glued to the TV. In fact, I know that because what happened, I, it was sunny that day. I had my sunglasses driving down. I forgot to take the sunglasses off and put my regular one. But it's bright enough in there I didn't even notice it. And all of a sudden my wife sends me a text after the game. What are you doing with your sunglasses on inside? <laughs> so she was glued to the thing, and she is proud of you guys. Well, I mentioned uh, uh, right after it, and I was talking with uh, Rich about how awesome I thought it was seeing the video, the community, the fire trucks, the parade. Uh, I want to get the, the players' uh, take on this. What were you guys thinking as you're rolling into town? You got the escort, the sirens are going, the lights, people are cheering. What was going through your minds at that point? Uh, the first thing I thought of was like, wow, this is like really bigger than just football. Like this was for the whole community, bro. Everybody together, cause like everybody was long waiting for this to happen. It was just nice to, s- to see everybody there. Your thoughts, Mike? Um, it was just pretty cool seeing that whole community coming out supporting us. Like we didn't really expect all that coming home. We seen police escorts and all these fire trucks, and the whole school was just there coming home from the states, and it was pretty cool. Talk about what it's been like in school since then. Uh, we've gotten a lot of more recognition from all our classmates and uh, a lot of congratulations and good job and yeah. Was anything done special in school uh, would be the Monday after the championship? Not really. Just had a couple posters up around the school, I think, yeah. saying congratulations. Nothing too special, though. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a few things planned. In, I mean, the community, the state uh, senate, senate, the town, is, is a plan of recognition. We have our banquet coming up uh, with the new year. Um, obviously, rings, um, a banner cer- ceremony. Um, Plus, that, you guys had a, uh, was a uh, not a documentary, but um, 
Yeah, we had a, a video done. Video oh. done of you guys because we had oh, yeah. uh, Pullman in, in studio uh, filming us one day. And it, it's one of those things you're not even thinking about. Uh, but I don't know. It just, just shows you how special or magic the year was that, that had to be going on. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of things I want to say right now, going back all the way back to my my dad's a 1969 grad of West Seneca, Jeff Vastola, and uh, you know all those all those guys that he played with back then. And I know I've always heard of Mike Ernst. Everybody's so proud of these guys. Um, and, you know, I hear teachers in the building coming up to me and saying, "Hey, you know, I know they've done a lot this year, but you don't see it in the hallways from them. Our guys are so humble. They're not walking around like they're the big man on campus." Uh, at least in the teacher's eyes, that I think that's either naivete that they're that they've never had this before, or mm-hmm. you know that speaks to their character that now it's an expectation that this is what they do, you know. But uh, the community, I mean, right now we're fundraising for rings, and, and Joe Cantafio is coordinating that for us, and uh, just the community support <clears throat> has been unbelievable so far. Uh, you know, Al Ross is is selling T-shirts, championships, uh, T-shirts for us, and hats, and and everybody is just so excited and so proud uh, of what they accomplished. Um, it, it's it's just unbelievable. And thank you, Kevin O'Neill, for calling in. Um, and we're we're happy that uh, you know again we play not just for ourselves but for everybody that's ever gone through there. That that we know every game. I'm telling them everybody's watching. Mm. People from around the country are checking the scores to see how you're doing and and keep that in mind when you're out there making decisions. Um, you know it matters. Here's a big part. You guys are now have the opportunity, or right, the table's already been set. Now it's up to you guys to pass it down. Uh, to the younger guys to instill that humbleness, the work ethic, what it takes to win. You guys have the blueprint now. So now you got to set it up for the younger guys as they come up, the, the, the freshmen, the sophomores, and they need to understand what you guys went through. And speaking of fundraisers, Frank does have uh, something for you. Yep. Coach, I've been very impressed with you guys. I've, I go back a long ways at Rich. He's been a huge uh, a good friend of mine in the shows, of course. He's been on the show. But a, about a week and a half ago, I saw the call out. You know, you guys were look, maybe falling a little short to get those rings. And I don't know how far this is going to go, but WNY Athletics wants to give you guys a check for 100 bucks. Oh, for, we to are, go towards those rings. We are very so, appreciative of that. Thanks, Rich. No problem. Um, well, Anthony, I, I got to mention, you keep saying you got to tell the younger guys. These guys are the younger guys. They're all coming back next year. <laughs> well, you're still going to have players that, that, uh, coming up that are younger. you got a freshman class coming in. What I'm saying is is it's up to the older players, the seniors, the juniors, to, to uh, cultivate the uh, attitude in that within the community and bring those kids up. The, what he's the saying, future, it's the, on you guys next year. The little loop guys coming up, they're, they're sitting there like, yeah, that's where I want to be, that's where I want to play. But they need to understand uh, what it takes to do it, uh, to get to the uh, state championship and winning it. I can't thank you guys enough for coming in studio this morning and spending some time with us. Uh, we are so proud and so happy. Congratulations once again. Thank you, guys, and, and thanks thank for you guys waking up on a Saturday morning coming in, boys. <laughs> thank, thank you, guys. That's our line. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next week with more Inside High School Sports. Thanks for having us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.